I'm on vacation. That's what's up. See ya. Bye. When are you? What are you doing? I'm going to Oregon. Yeah. I'm sleeping in a bunk bed in a beautiful cabin on a beach. That sounds nice. I brought my ball glove. I brought my baseball. I'm going to throw a ball around. Hopefully someone's got Frisbee for some beach time. There's going to be dogs. I'm going to pet them. I got to pick up some Breathe Right nasal strips so I don't snore the people who are sleeping above me to sleep to awake. I got to pick. Did you ever use any of those? No, I don't snore. Well, aren't we a little dainty princess? I don't make human noises, except I fart a lot and burp. It's true. I make up for it. I fart in my sleep. Sometimes I wake myself up from my own fart. Have you ever done that? You're like, (laughs) (laughs) I did that a lot when I first got in my relationship. Yeah. Because, you know, there's always like a couple weeks where you don't fart in front of each other. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it was a few weeks and I like... Yeah, be like sleeping next to him and hadn't fart all day and then just let him rip at night and wake us both up. It was endearing. It was cute. Oh, yeah, that's great. I'm lucky, though, that my body wakes me up because I enjoy farting too much. So when I have a big toot coming, I just wake up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I wake up, it's like, (laughs) ooh, and then I kind of get to control it a bit, right? Like, get ready for this. And yeah, likewise, too, you know, like I've actually made proclamations to uh, partners being like, baby, I swear, you know, like, Hey girl, yo, I, I ain't never gonna fart in front of you, girl. I just I appreciate and I value your nose too much. I don't want to put you through that. I don't want to be that guy just letting rip. And then like exactly two weeks later, I'm just like, frap! Woo! That was a bad one. Sorry. Come, <laughs> Come check this out. No, I wouldn't say that. That's gross. I oh. do sometimes though. I will get up off the couch and go and stick my butt outside, wow. like out of the patio door. And then frap it out there and try and waft and wave it away. It's really nice. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm the worst. You just like frap it right where you're sitting? Yeah, let them loose. You've been farting in the studio lately too, though. And I got to say, like, your farts don't really smell that bad. If I was farting in here, you would be vomiting. You'd never stop vomiting. What's wrong with your body? It's not well. (laughs) You got some gut out. Maybe you should drink that kombucha that I bought you. Oh, thank you for buying me a booch. It's fine. I'm not going to drink it. I know you're not going to drink it. I know that now. It was a lesson learned. Now I've got an extra booch for myself. It's really kind and sweet of you to think of me, yeah, though. Okay. And they're not cheap either. How much does that thing cost? Oh, like $7? 20 bucks. Fuck 20 bucks duck. at least. That's no good. Okay. This brings me now to this next thing that I want to say about uh, we made national news this week. Uh, it was like two weeks ago there was national news about how this dude got a $600 ticket for flicking a cigarette butt out the window, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, wow. And you'd think that our town especially... Would be like, okay, better not do that. I don't want a six hundred dollar yeah. ticket. Beyond the fact that that's a asshole thing to do, yeah. Because you'll start a fire, and we're in dry season. We haven't had a droplet of rain on even on Vancouver yeah. Island in the last month it's and like a half. If starting a fire and destroying our Earth isn't enough for you, they'll give you a five hundred dollar fine. If that's enough for you, you know, like what's going to make you stop doing this? And yet. It's like a big surprise that, like, cigarettes start fires. Of course they do. They are fire. Now we're in the news again nationally on Vancouver Island because six roadside wildfires have been started from cigarette butts. Six. Six stupid douche idiots, or maybe one really smoky one, has been tossing cigarette butts and starting wildfires because they can't get it through their fucking Neanderthal skulls. Yeah. What the heck? Um, so this brings me to my um, new ad campaign. Okay. It's, um, hey, it's take your cigarette butt and shove it up your butt. Yeah, I like it, that. If you think about, hey, I should flick this cigarette butt, 
Because I get it. I've You're said this before, to. too. Flicking cigarette butts is cool, but uh, don't do that. And if we catch you, guess what we're going to do? We're going to take all the cigarette butts you ever smoked, and we're going to poke them up your butthole. Yeah. Just imagine that, and guess what? Sometimes they'll be Some out, of them sometimes be lit. they won't be Yeah. There. You're going to burn. Just think about how that would feel, having a butthole and a colon all full of gnarly cigarette butts. Yeah. Guess where I'd like those cigarette butts? Inside of your butt and not on the on streets. The streets yeah. Not on the beach and not everywhere Put else. Put them in your butt. Put them, shove them Put up the your butt. Up butt. Put your butts up your butt. Put your butts up your butt. That's really nice. I think it'll do well. Thank you for that. These idiots. I know. I'm, I don't get it. When I was on Pender, I think I'll talk about this a little bit on the podcast, but I was mm. on Pender and every single store, including like the pizza shop, the liquor store, they hit up every single store, the uh, fire departments, and they all are selling those little pocket ashtrays. Right. Which I think are great. So good. Right? And they like conceal the smell and everything. And it's like, oh, no, you can just pop it in your pocket instead of on the ground. Because, I mean, starting fire is left, right, and center. It's also just like the douchiest thing to do. Just yeah, like flicking it out the window. Them. Why do you do that? Is that just a habit that people are like, oh, muscle memory? Like maybe it's a mistake. Like I don't, I don't understand. I'm it's trying fun to, to flick a butt. Is it it? Re- oh yes, look it. I get it, and I come from a place of understanding because you know I smoke a cigar now and again, right? Yeah, I love cigars. When you're done and you've got just that little butt left of it, it is actually so fun to like put it on your thumb and your middle finger and just like, mm, and you flick it. Flick something and else. Flick it like has this money. great arch to it and there's like light on the end of the cherry and then it hits the ground and it sparks. It has a little explosion. Mm. Yeah. Flicking a cigarette butt or a cigar butt is fun as hell. What? It really is. I don't see that. It's satisfying and what then it just goes like away. Cool but here's the thing, you stupid smokers. It doesn't just go away. It goes to a place. I do this thing, Jenny. Here's another thing. Along with the farting in my house, I also pick my nose. Uh, and then I take the booger and I ball it up. Ew. And then I flick it. I don't like that. And as ew, long as I don't hear I, it land somewhere oh on the hardwood. My God. Are you serious? I, I think that it's, I say, I proclaim it made it. Because it goes into the ether. I it just think it exist. just goes into a different dimension. I never want to go into your house again. And you don't clean your house for like once a month. You only do it once a month. I pay someone to do it. Yeah, they have to clean up all your boogers. So that, so look it. It's so stupid of me to think that my booger goes to a different dimension. It's extra stupid to think an uh, on fire cigarette butt just goes into a different dimension. But that's what smokers do. They just do this. They take it and they flick it, or they take it and they drop it on the ground and they step on it. And they're like, "Great, my cigarette butt's in a different dimension now, and I'll never have to deal with it ever again." Yeah, because that's it's what their out brain of their is. mind. But what are you doing? Anyway. Let's get into this podcast. Paul, I'm going to miss you while you're on vacation. I hope you have a fun time. Okay. Are you back next week? No. No? Oh, it's just me forever? Yep. So no podcast next week, unfortunately. Maybe for a while because Paul's just on vacation all the time. Yep. So that's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Front page news today is that a lot of people are having a really hard time finding a family doctor in Victoria. We asked this doctor why it is so hard to find a doctor. We're hiding. It's a great big game of hide and go seek. Try and find us, stupid. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was okay. I was. Uh, I, I did make it out to Fernfest. Oh yeah, I did on Friday. It seems to me that it wasn't just residents of Fernfest who were at Fernfest, no. but all kinds of people from all over Victoria going to en- embrace and enjoy and celebrate that little neighborhood. Yeah, I am in love with Fernwood. It was the first time my sister had ever seen Fernwood, and oh. she was just like, I want to live here. I want I to be a Fernwood person. Yes. And um, it was just kind of nice to see, yeah, everyone, even outside of Fernwood, go and enjoy um, that festival. Because I think 
a lot of people are looking for festival outlets right now, considering yeah. we're seeing a, a few less in Victoria these mm-hmm. days. So, um, yeah, it was, it was packed. It was jam-packed. Yeah, I think you're totally right. People are like, where can I drink out of plastic cups outside? <laughs> yeah. And that was there. Um, it was awesome. Do you know what I heard was a really great... Because I bipped into the... Uh, Belf- what is it? The Belfry, Belfry Theater? Yeah. And um, just for a bit, though, popped my head in the theater proper and looked at the music going on there and all that and um, was really stoked that they had included that as a venue this year. But mm-hmm. I heard from another guy that I was ta- chatting with that he spent, like, the vast majority of his time at Fernfest in the Belfry. Him and his girlfriend camped out on the balcony. Oh, yeah. Right? Right at the front, right at the railing there. Just leaned up against it and watched all the music that happened inside there. And they said it was the best. Yeah, there was some incredible acts. Um, I made it for Fox Club, their full set. You and did. it was just stunning I'll in bet. that theater. Yeah, it was kind of a nice piece of quiet from uh, the kind of hustle bustle outside in Fernfest. So, totally. well done to everyone who put on that festival. And yeah. What? Do you know what I did on, on the way out of there, too? What? Went around the corner. And there's that little shop on Fernwood Road that's got like, you know, crystals and mm-hmm. tarot cards and all that stuff. Bought my first salt lamp. Oh. A big daddy. Whoa. Oh boy, I'm living in a cave now. It's great. Oh, the ionizing <laughs> powers. I'm in love. Paul, I'm really proud of you. Thanks, bud. Because last week you were not feeling so um, <laughs> confident going yeah. into a triathlon this weekend. Right. Um, you're a big swimmer. You're one of the one of my friends who I know is like, oh yeah, Paul's a swimmer. You know. Somebody said that to you. No, wow. that's what I think about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, see, I was yes. like, oh yeah, he loves swimming. That's his activity of choice. Yeah. And you signed up to do uh, the swimming portion of a triathlon this weekend. Yeah, that's right. I got kind of like roped into it. Um, there's the Triathlon of Compassion, which is a yearly event, happens out in Esquimalt. And I didn't really realize what a big event it was, but man, they took over Esquimalt this weekend. There was, because oh. the bicycle portion was 20 kilometers all around Esquimalt. Holy. There was, you know, major roads blocked off, police escort, all that. It was awesome. It's really, really well organized. Um, so, yeah, I got like, like I said, yeah, I I love to swim and I do it for exercise. I haven't in a while. I've been really mm-hmm. lazy with my swimming, but someone knew that and was like, hey, come do the swimming part of this. And I was like, okay, I will. But I didn't realize what a great cause it was for. It was for the Victoria Sexual Assault Center. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And so when I got there, I, you know, I saw all that and I was like, oh, this is really, really a good thing. So I hope I get asked back again next year to do it because... Um, I would like to support it, you know, better in a better way. Maybe mm-hmm. we do some fundraising on the radio or maybe we, you know, just financially put some, throw some money at it because yeah. it is a really important thing. And um, you saw that reflected in how many people were there. It was like a family friendly event. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like kids in the pool before Whoa. me. All these kids. I was like. They out swimming you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Because I was like, I got there and it was like 500 meters swim. And I was like, okay, I, I want to be, my goal is to do that in 15 minutes. Right. And the kids, it felt like they were out of there in like five minutes. Whoa. And I was like, uh, is my time way off? Am I going to be the last person in the pool? And yeah. these kids so fast. Anyways, they weren't doing 500 meters luckily. Oh, so. okay. But uh, yeah, so I hit my goal. <laughs> and um, Chris and Megan as well from the radio station who uh, per- competed in it, also hit their goals for the bike and run portion. Right on. Um, it was just so much fun. And it was like a little baby triathlon, right? It mm. wasn't that challenging. It was great. It was really, really good. Well, I'm proud of you that you went through with it because I know you were a little anxious going into it. Well, when you haven't trained, right? Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it was good. And um, and a fun little aside, mm-hmm. I ripped my shorts at the pool. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Right. So I was like, afterwards, I treat myself to a little <laughs> hot tub time. And then I was as I was like leaping out of the hot tub for whatever reason to go and like cheer on Megan. Yeah, I just hear like, <laughs> I was like 
Um, classic. Swam so hard, my swim trunks split. Yeah. So a major thing that's going around today, it's all I read about this morning uh, on my Twitter feed, was this proposal that Bernie Sanders down in the States has put out there. Of course, he's running for president again. Mm-hmm. Of course, he is a uh, Democratic socialist. So um, this is right up his alley, this kind of mm-hmm. stuff he loves to do. He proposed down in the States that he would wipe out the student loans of every American. So all of that debt just gone? The snap of Bernie's fingers. Just like he's Thanos and he's, he's got, got all the infinity gauntlets. And, yeah, and all the... So <sighs> the detail... Just thinking about that, sorry, that's know, like winning the lottery to me. This is amazing. The, the details are that uh, there's $1.6 trillion in student loan uh, debt in the States. That's so much money. For approximately 45 million people who are dealing with it. And uh, he would pay for it all with a new tax on Wall Street speculation. Wow. Okay. If the math adds up, and I don't know if it does, can now, now, Jenny, now, mm, please, mm, now start mm, imagining a world mm. where your student loan just goes away. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I would be <laughs> able to pay rent easily every every time, make other payments to other things, you know, like groceries. Maybe start saving for a house. <sighs> That's the really insane thing to me, right? Is like you get out of post-secondary at a certain age and then, you know, you should feel like I'm free. Okay, now uh, it's time to start earning, time to start saving, Mm got to work towards those big goals. Do I want to have a house and all that and kids? And But, oh, wait, just a second here. You're not starting to build up to money yet. No. You're starting to get back to zero. And you're also starting at a wage that isn't, you know, going to get you anywhere. Right. Even if you didn't have all that debt. And time is money. And yeah, if you have to spend the first five to 10, maybe more for some people, mm-hmm. years of your working life just trying to get back to zero, that can be devastating. Yes. Right? And then, and then not only that too, but like you say, it's like, then you start racking up other credit card bills mm-hmm. and stuff like that because. It's just almost impossible to get ahead. And it's kind of cool to see that happening down in the States. I mean, the closest thing that's happening here um, with student loan debt is the BC student loans is uh, interest free now, which is cool. That's a start. But you're like whoop de doo. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't see too much of it. But twenty three hundred bucks savings. Not enough. Outside of post-secondary education. Somebody so. from Canada, please go and wrestle that <laughs> infinity gauntlet away from Bernie. And there's a, what's the equivalent to Wall Street speculation? Like, what can we do here in Canada? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, can dream. People are excited about the new Lion King movie, right? <gasps> oh, yeah. Because they think, okay, well, Aladdin was bad and Beauty and the Beast was okay and Jungle Book was bad, all the live-action mm. CGI remakes, but... There's one thing that the Lion King has got going for it that none of those others have. And that is an incredible voice cast, including yeah. Beyonce and Childish Gambino, Don Glover himself, yeah. as Simba and Nala. And you were playing me a little piece of the trailer today. Oh, do you have Turn it? Turn me up. Listen All to right. this. Listen to this first little hinty teasy of them two singing the Lion Song. Can you feel the love tonight? Okay. <laughs> Chills. Mm-hmm. Chill Yonce. <laughs> Child is chilled, Dino. <laughs>
Oh, I love reading this. Uh, more Canadians report high levels of happiness after the age of 55. I guess a big survey went out for Canadians and people who are over the age of 55 uh, just showed a higher level of happiness when they reported on the survey. And uh, part of it has to do with higher incomes. Sure. But then part of it also didn't have anything to do with money and instead had to do with like peers and the situations that they were in at the age of 55. You were hypothesizing about this when you were telling me the story this morning you were like uh, well what was your idea that people what settle into who they are right? Yeah I think people kind of have like we work so hard to get to a certain point in life for whatever reason and then there's this it seems I don't know I'm not 55 but it seems like there's just like okay this is who I am I can really like dive into the things that I love Mm. and this is what's important to me at this time and also thinking about it it's almost like a second life too for a lot of people if i'm looking at like my parents for example Mm. they're around that age and um no more kids in the house and they can kind of find what they want to do with their lives and and they have this new freedom and they can explore new romantic relationships and like go on vacations and do all that sort of stuff which just seems like the happiest time ever um case in point my old man's over 55 yeah I talked to him this morning, and you know what he's doing in his life right now? Just got back from France. Yeah. And then, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, what are you doing this week? He's like, I'm going to see Oprah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, Oprah's coming to town. I'm going to see Oprah. <laughs> it's like sweet. I wish I was going to see Oprah give a talk. Yeah. Play, you know, she's playing Rogers Arena. She's just going to come give a talk. So I totally feel that. I feel that even at my age, and I'm just under 55. <laughs> in that, like. Um, you know, it's like when you're a kid or like even through your twenties, you're just like, Oh, I got to really like present, like I got to be cool. Right. Yeah. Now I could give a rip about being cool. Right. I wear the same shirt every day and I just go to work and then I'm, I am so happy that I don't care, which by the way, makes me cool. So that's nice. Oh, but do you know what I mean? So like even at that level of like not caring about what other people think about you or anything, that is a weight that is it's like totally, increasingly goes away as you get older, I feel. Well, your priorities just totally change, right? Yeah. And um, now I'm really excited to get to 55. Almost there. Almost there. <laughs> oh, wow. This story about a woman who fell asleep on an Air Canada flight wound up having to jump out onto the tarmac. Well, what I have to say to this lady is, have you ever fell asleep in a submarine and ended up in the Marianas Trench? Yeah, lady, big whoop. You ever fall asleep in a canoe? One time I fell asleep in a canoe wound up on a beaver dam. And yeah, like that that's nothing. Have you ever fallen asleep in a kabuki cap? I did just last week and I ended up in Duncan. Yeah, hey lady. Get, Get over it. it! I hope you enjoyed our um, intro there about the story about the woman that's going around everywhere. She fell asleep on an Air Canada plane. They just left her there. They didn't realize she was there. How do you lose a human being on a plane when a plane clears out? Generally, when you go by and you get all the chip wrappers and the napkins and everything out of the plane, you also grab the woman who's still sleeping there. But got to move this woman and get this garbage that she's sitting on here. And uh, everything looks clean to me. And then you imagine her. She wakes up and she's like, are we flying or? She's like, it's all dark. There's no one here. Where is everybody? And yeah. She's so like, she's it like, was like a nightmare. Yeah. Busts out the emergency door and jumps on <laughs> on the tarmac. Crazy story. Anyways, made a joke about it off the top of the show. And uh, one of the lines that we wrote for it was Kabuki Cab. Here, please now enjoy all the outtakes of Jenny trying to say Kabuki Cab. Well, lady, have you ever fallen asleep on a Kabuki? Well, lady, what I have to tell you is, have you ever fell asleep in a Kabuki keg? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Kabuki keg. When we write things, 
We're like, we have them for you. I have the ro- written down. Yeah. You blow lines so oh, often. So often. I got to start making a collection. It's really wonderful. Yeah. That was light. Oh, Sometimes yeah. it takes you like 10 tries <laughs> to get a word out. It's just like, and then you start swearing. It's so good. That's it. If you ever hear me very angry sounding, it's because it's probably my hundredth try trying to get the <laughs> right, right words out. Right. Okay. I went to the garden store the other day, yesterday, and um, I kind of want to get, you know, these like air B and B's for bees. What? Bee condos. There's these little things you put up in your backyard. There's this, this little place for a bee, if like bees are, are roaming around and then yeah. they like get, they get tired sometimes bees do and so but this is like it kind of looks a little bit enough like a hive but not enough that's gonna want to stay there oh, so it okay. just goes in there and it has a little snooze hmm. a little bee <laughs> snooze and like a bunch of them can all snooze at the same time and then it gets back to buzzing right all right it's really sweet that's so I want cool. I saw those at the store and I want to get those now I'm looking right now at a startup and uh, they're looking for funding obviously like a, a GoFundMe. For a bat B and B, because just a bat can like hang upside down. Yeah, so that bats can hang out in your yard. Because guess what? The best pest control is right. Citronella candles, pesticides, all that stuff. You want to sit in the backyard but not get all eaten alive mm. by mosquitoes. Bats. Oh yeah. Because there's be swooping around eating all the mosquitoes out oh, of your yard. I love bats. So wouldn't you love mm-hmm. to have bats just hanging out in your backyard? I like bats too because they have little dog faces. Little like dog or pig faces. Yeah, cute. they do. Yeah, they're really cute. I'd like those swooping around. around. Yeah. What if they got caught in your hair though? Do you ever get it freaked out by <laughs> you that? Ever, you ever get a bat in your hair? No, just crows. <laughs> so that is the thing you can support. Bat B and B. Right on. Have the bats just hang out in your yard, eat all your bats bugs for and you. Bees. Love that. <laughs> came into work today reading the news about uh, daylight savings time and I was very uh, excited because that means that Paul is going to yell about this topic today okay. and uh, so go well, <laughs> I know that you do yeah. not like changing yeah. the clocks two times a year and I think the majority of the public they don't really like to change the clocks two times a year and uh, now there is uh, news that they are actually putting into public consultation so they're making an online survey via the BC government, mm-hmm. and then they're asking people whether they would like to get rid of uh, change, yeah, daylight savings time. That's right. So, oh, it gets tricky though. I think we can all agree, except for people who like to call and disagree with me. But I think we can all <laughs> agree that like switching the time back and forth and back and forth is nonsense. It's antiquated. It's not based in real anything. We should stop doing that. We should just set it at one time and forget it and move on with our lives. But the problem now is that some places are going to set it and forget it. Some places are going to continue switching back and forth. Some places are going to go standard time. Some places daylight standard time. So so I took the the, uh, quiz, or not quiz, but like the consultation this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll post it maybe on the Zone's Facebook page today. So everyone should go and make their voices heard about this stupid thing, right? But at a certain point in the questionnaire, it goes like, well, what happens if Washington, Oregon, California, Alaska, Alberta, Northwest Territories, what if they don't decide to do something that's the same as us? Oh, yeah. So can you imagine being in British Columbia and being like, let's call our friend in... Washington State. Right, same time. Hang on. Um, what time is it there? 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, are they one hour ahead? Are they one hour behind? This is where it gets so tricky and terrible. So is this something that they're looking to do in conjunction with? Well, that's one of the questions. It was like, do you think we should make our decision based on our own findings and what we think is best? Yeah. Or do you think we should just keep lockstep with what the territories around us are doing? Yeah. And I I struggled. I was like, ah, I want to speak up for my own voice, but I also don't want to have to think about what time is it in California. Yeah, absolutely. So what is it that you do not like about daylight savings time? The switching it back and forth? Yeah. The the questionnaire is, should we just switch to daylight savings times all the time? Right. And it's like, yep, good. Let's do that. The sun comes up at a reasonable time every morning. That's fine. We're all driving to work pretty much in the daylight. If it stays later at night, that's really nice. Isn't mm-hmm. it nice to have more light at the end of the day? Yeah. Great. Good. Let's just keep it like that. And then stop with the switching back and forth. Look, I don't really care, Jen. If they mm-hmm. made it just always standard time, I don't care oh. about that. Mm-hmm. I know. That's less good. I don't good. like that I know, one. I agree, yeah. But, okay. But just it's the switching back and forth that I can't handle. Look, I said cut it down the middle. Move it a half an hour and just leave yeah. it alone forever. But it's the switching back and forth. Messes with your your, your <laughs> molecules, man. For like one day, that's the thing. It's like I don't really notice it. I actually kind of look forward to those times because it just changes things up a little bit. You know, you're yeah, kind of yeah, on yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit less sleep or a little bit more sleep, yeah, and you just yeah. have a different day. And yeah. I I don't mind it at all. And I think it's more of a hassle to switch it all than to switch our clocks two times a year. You know, that's how I feel. Hun, but hun, did you get the clock in the kitchen, hun? No, I don't know how to, okay. hon, I don't know how to, to do the, the clock on the stove is, is different. I don't know how to do it. Oh, you know what? Let's just leave it for six more months and then it'll be right again. That's what always happens. Yeah, whatever. Hate that. That's fun. Sleep. Here's you. Oh, I got an extra hour of sleep this weekend. Did you? <laughs> just, just wake up when you woke up. All right. Well, Paul, I saw a rollerblader yesterday. That is a rare sight in Victoria. Can we give this a little bit of backstory here? Yesterday I was reading a thing on Victoria mm-hmm. Reddit that was like, hey, why don't why aren't there ever, ever any rollerbladers? And we were like, yeah, why aren't there any rollerbladers? You never I, see them. Yeah. That's gone out of style. Had its heyday in the 90s. I rollerbladed 80s, quite a lot. Yeah. Right? 80s was skaters, roller oh, skaters. roller skating, yeah, and then it turned to blading. Right, and it was cool. I feel like, bl- like rollerbladers kind of got a bad rep. Oh, yeah, skateboarders and rollerbladers, right? Yeah. Be like punching, or not punching, but like chirping each other, and it was a big animosity who was ruling the parks and all that. Yeah, and then we, they kind of like fizzled out in the 2010s. We didn't really see any, and I'm just really hoping that rollerblading makes a comeback. Now, I love to rollerblade. I've been rollerblading since I was a kid. I wasn't much of a biker. I did blade, though. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of good places in Vancouver growing up and around those areas. Um, but it's I noticed, yeah, I noticed in uh, Victoria it was challenging because when you rollerblade, you got to have a big stride. And with bikes, you know, there's bike lanes and things like that. But you end up taking up the entire bike lane with your uh, with your blading stride. And I find it's really challenging, especially with all the construction and everything, too. If you hit a piece of loose gravel, uh-huh. you're done for. Now, wait a minute. Are you telling me that you would rollerblade in the bike lanes? That is... Is that, that allowed? Well, if I was a bicyclist and I came upon a rollerblader in the bike lane... Oh, yeah? I'd be like, beat it! Really? Where would we go then? Well, clearly what thing. we need is rollerblade roller lanes. lanes. <laughs> that won't cause an uproar at all. 
Just take out another car lane. Put in a rollerblading lane. Yeah, do we really need any more parking? Just, hey, you know what? Less people driving their cars, more people on the rollerblades. There you go. You know, it doesn't cost anything. That's not that's healthy. This is what our streets should include. Yes. Bike lanes, yep. rollerblade lanes, and zip lines. Zip lines. There we are. We're making national news right now. It's not good news. Seven fires in the last seven days were caused by discarded cigarette butts in Langford, B.C., right here on the island. I am upset about that. I I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> I get it, but then I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's fire. You're throwing fire into... Dry brush. Dry brush. And what are you expecting from that? For it to just go out? No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm really upset about this. Now, I was on uh, Pender Island just this past weekend and the weekend before. I love it there. Um, and the businesses, like even the pizza shops, the liquor store, like every business had um, these little like pocket ashtrays for sale, which I thought was really cool. Right. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot more. So that's an option. If you smoke in your vehicle, get a little pocket ashtray, put it in there instead. That really would be so good. Though, yeah, those are great. They like hold mm-hmm. the smell in and everything. Mm-hmm. We were talking too. It's like it's really great that I see more and more downtown those like fingers that go on, you know, like a lamppost or whatever, and they're like, put your butts in here so yeah. you don't put them on the ground. Because honestly, and I'm trying to like be understanding of people who are addicted to cigarettes, they don't even think. They don't even think about yeah, it's, hacking the it's dart. It's a habit, right? It's a, it's a complete habit. It's like muscle memory almost they mm. just like their mind goes blank and all of a sudden there's just a dart in their mouth that's on fire right oh yeah and then similarly they just hack it and then they don't know i'm thinking just toss it out the window right so it's really got to be like come on let's get this through everyone's brains here you can't just hawk them anymore you can't no. just flick them you're gonna c- cause fires and also it's disgusting and gross we're trying to get rid of plastic straws talk to these guys at Surfrider and everything else about what they pick off the beaches more than anything mm-hmm. what they find inside mm-hmm. of birds and turtles and all the dead animals out of the oceans it's cigarette butts yeah they don't they don't decompose they just stay there they're just plastic right and all sorts of different chemicals that are going into the earth. So, I know you don't want to hear this, everybody, but gross! <laughs> and please knock it off! Please, and I say this, like, as again, as a person who smokes once in a while. Mm-hmm. Cigars. But still, mm-hmm. you know me with my cigar butts. What do I do with them? I want to flick them. It's fun to flick. What? Oh, hell yeah, it's fun. Mm. But guess what I, ne- I don't do? Flick. Mm-hmm. I take them to a garbage, I squish it out, and I put it in. That's what we all got to do. And please, please, for good reasons. But, like, try and engage. Try and go out of the muscle memory, force of habit, not thinking, do a thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Try and turn your brain on for a second while you're almost done your smoke. And just put it away properly and dispose of it real. Don't just drop it on the ground. Don't just flick it. Don't just put it out at the beach. Thank you, please. Oh, wowzies. IOC members have actually endorsed requests and taken it one step closer to possibly get breakdancing into the 2024 Olympics in Paris. I think that gives us enough time to really, like, harness our skills. And I got to be honest, Paul, I think I have a really good shot at making the Olympics for breakdancing. Oh, whoa. Why is that? You know how I always wear hats, right? Yeah, yeah. Every single day. I've never seen you without a hat. Um, It's to hide something. What? Well, Paul, I wear hats because uh, I want to hide the fact that the top of my head is perfectly pointed like a spinning top. What? What? Let, can I see? Check this out, man. Oh my god! Now, watch me spin! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> 
Good news. There's more marmots in the world now. There was some uh, marmots born at uh, the Marmot Recovery Foundation at Mount Washington, which I didn't know that was a thing. Didn't know they had marmots hanging out there. Oh, hell yeah, kid. Oh, nice. You know what I think this is all because of? Mm-hmm. You know, this increased public interest and then the scientists and whoever get on board with it and then making little marmot huts for them to live in and all that, right? That's nice. Is because of Marty the Marmot. Uh, <laughs> Once you have well, like a centralized figure that everyone can get behind and like love and then he can bring the attention to the fact that these marmots aren't doing so well out in the wild. No, you know? they're really not. And we all think of his little smile face. Mm-hmm. So if there's any... um if there's any endangered species listening right now, just let us know. Call us or text us in and uh, <laughs> let us know what you are. And then the next time that the town needs a mascot, we'll just make the mascot after you. There you go. Right. And then uh, make one of you the mascot and then also that will help. creating jobs for people who want to become mascots. Right. You could have a little school for the mascots to save the endangered animals. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. All right. We'll put it to work. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, Podcast Pal. I'm The Zone's resident geek, Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Brian Boitano. I'm Newshound Art Aronson. I'm fangirl Kirsten James. And I'm loud boy, Paul Blasino. Collectively, we are nuts about the wide, swirling world of geek culture, and we talk technology. Comic books. Movies. TV shows. Then I say something. And, of course, we bring it to you from that uniquely Zone perspective. Fact. I give it a solid six. Fact. Nice. <laughs> the Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen through the zone.fm slash podcast or wherever fine podcasts are sold.